Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to our show. Funny, the first take of that, I said my show, and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is our show. Anyways, you had a lot of value. It's the wage show. <laughs> you add a lot of value to us by listening. We hope we add value back. One thing I wanted to focus on and add value back to you guys tangibly, definitely, is Greg O'Brien, who was interviewed a few episodes ago. He owns Go CPA Firm. There are CPAs. They're incredible. If you're a six-figure or above entrepreneur, or you have investment property, or you're a high W-2 earner, six figures and beyond, and you have some sort of business... I'm encouraging you. You got to hit him up. You got to work with him. He will probably save you a lot in taxes. I can't guarantee that, but we'll drop his contact in the show notes. That is just organic plug for Greg. Um, and I guess we'll just say this episode is brought to you by by Go CPAs. Check them out in, in the bio and let's get to the show. All right. We're going to start this with our A block. So this is episode four of our February series. And the theme of February was get smart with your money. So if you've been following along, you've gotten smart with your money alongside us. You've probably become a lot more mindful, a lot more intentional. We have so many takeaways from this month. We're very excited for this episode. It's kind of a recap of what we've learned, how we've evolved, how we've grown, how we've become more aligned in our finances and how we're spending and how we're investing and just all the things. Um, so very excited for that. But before we dive in our A block today, Wade, I would like for you to tell me a story from your childhood, mm-hmm. no matter how mundane that mm-hmm. I have never heard before. Oh, Hit wow. me with it. I just told you one the other day about the winds and my brother, but now I've told you that. So I know. Okay. All right. A story about my childhood. Very Let's... mundane is fine. Very Something mundane is heard. fine. Okay. I remember one time I was, it was when I was living in New Jersey, which was a short stint. And it was like a snow day. And I was going sledding with my best friend at the time, Danny Orr. And my mom brought us sledding. And we we got out of school or something. And we went to the hills to go sled. And it, you know, as a kid, sledding in snow is so fun. I was probably a little underdressed. I was probably rolling around and crashing in the snow. And I remember on the way home, have you guys ever had that where you get so cold. Like imagine snow on your ankles. Mm. Like, you know, when it's kind of on like bone and you're like, wow, that's freezing. Yeah. Like that's so cold. And then we got in the car and we're like, mom, put on the heat. We're freezing. And the heat's like blowing at our ankles. I don't know if you've ever had that cold to hot. Your, your body gets so like itchy. I got so uncomfortably like itchy because your blood starts to go from cold to warm Mm -hmm. that my ankles were like in pain and I literally started crying. I'm like, mom, my (laughs) ankles hurt. And she's driving. I'm like, mom, make it stop. How old were you? You know, kindergarten, first grade. (laughs) But I was like crying because my ankles were like in pain from going from so cold to warm. And it was just like really uncomfortable. I've never heard that. I don't know why I thought of that, but it just popped into my head. Shout out Danny Orr, wherever you are in the world. (laughs) It's funny that you remember that too. And why that popped into my head, I don't know. 
and I'm still thinking, had you asked me that question, I don't know what I would have said. Yeah. I feel like I'm such a talker. You know, every story about my childhood. I know that was, that was a tough one, but it, that's a good, I like the impromptu stuff. Oh, so good. Okay. So let's get into the B block. Let's get into the main hunk, the exciting part of this episode. Let's recap how we got smart with our money this month. So yeah. let's just remind you guys, if you had, have not followed along this month in the first episode of February, we told you that so much of this was inspired by a show that we watched on Netflix called get smart with your money. So if you have not watched that, go and watch it. It was really, really good. And it so opened good. our mind and just made us be like, wow, you know, we're smart about money, but like, are we being the smartest yeah. about money? I realized we were smart in some ways and we were, I don't want to use the word dumb, but like just weren't paying attention in like other honestly ways. dropping the ball. Yeah. And what you realize is like, you know, oftentimes we're like, ah, oh, I already know that stuff. Like, I know what they're going to say, like budget and this, this and that. I already know that. And when you think you know everything, that's when you basically know nothing. Mm -hmm. So even though we knew the concepts that were in that show, they made us self-reflect and open our eyes. Like we could be doing way better and more, mm -hmm. more, be more intentional with this stuff. And so I want to encourage everyone, even if you think you got it down and all this stuff, like just watch it. It's a great Netflix and chill because it's something you're going to take away and like learn from. Yeah. And, you know, we make a lot of money and we also spend a lot of money. And this month has made us be so mindful about like what we make and how we spend it. And just because you make it doesn't mean you need to spend it. Right. Mm -hmm. So. And I think with that, too, what, what you realize is. Even if you make a lot, if you spend as much as you make and there's no gap, there's nothing invested, you'll always have to work for money. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, as you make more, you have more bigger house, better cars, better, like more fixed expenses, more bills, higher bills. So if your money goes away or dips, it's like, whoa. So realizing like, wow, even if you make a lot, if you spend a lot, there's no freedom there. You'll always have to work and earn money. Mm -hmm. But when you start to have a gap between what you make and what you spend, you can start to invest that. And that's when your money starts working for you. And that is the path and the key to financial freedom. It's not making a lot, it's investing. It's mm -hmm. it's accumulating assets. And that's this month we've been more focused on get smart with your money, more like what are you spending? What are you making? Um, but you know, starting to invest it is kind of that next level. So something we shared that we were going to do and we followed through and we did it, Every Friday in February, we did a family finance Friday meeting mm -hmm. and Wade and I would sit down for at least 30 minutes and open up all of our bank accounts. We'd go through, we used, I believe the Monarch app and the Mint app. Yeah. Mint.com and Monarch and Rocket Money are good ones. We yeah. we ended up using Mint.com the most Yeah, because I love Excel and downloading it all and whatever. I do not. I'm so grateful Wade's into that stuff. So anyway, we opened up all that stuff and would spend at least 30 minutes on Fridays and review. Okay. From last Friday to, you know, today, what have we spent? Um, where could we have been smarter? What was something that was maybe like a one-time expense that we won't see happen again? What was our discretionary spending out? Just being mindful of some of these things. And as we started reviewing and as we started like paying closer attention to, because honestly, we never were looking at our bank accounts before. We were just like kind of naive to it. Like, money keeps coming in and it's monopoly. Money. Yeah, money. whatever. And just spending and like life is good. And so once we started looking through it, there were some things that we caught that we were like, oh my gosh, like just for example, Wade gets his haircut at this place locally. They do it's what? like a membership. It's a, a membership. membership. It's 80 bucks a month for two haircuts, right? Yeah. 
okay, well, we noticed when we started looking, we were like, wait, we're spending 160 a month. They were accidentally double charging us. And we looked back for the past year, no, 10 months, 11 months, 11 months. We were getting double charged $880 in just extra payments, just because we weren't looking at it. We weren't looking, we weren't intentional. We weren't, we didn't catch it. And so now in being intentional, we were like, oh my gosh, there's $880 that we spent that we shouldn't have. Obviously they're refunding us. Yeah. We were like, wow. We just found 880 back to us, coming back to us. Totally. And we were like, wow, like what are other things? There were little things. And that never would have happened. Never would have happened. look at our stuff. Yep. And so what I realized is even though, you know, I got my master's in finance, I love investing. I love like money and how it works and all that stuff. Before this month, I really, what's the word I'm looking for? Avoided looking at our at our stuff highly resisted we both resisted that's what i was looking for resisted we both looked at we resisted it we just credit cards are like monopoly money you don't even know think it's like fake money right because he's like oh it's just going somewhere and whatever and what he realized we resisted looking at it and so this month is we've gotten very intentional and we start to catch all these things it's like whoa and there's so much opportunity there and and what you think and what you want to believe is like oh there's some perfect app out there or there's some person that will just do this stuff for me and while apps can help those apps we mentioned or a good cpa or a bookkeeper can definitely help you it's really going to take you looking at it because you know what you spent you know what you venmoed for you know what you spent here you know that there shouldn't be 160 at the hair place it should be 80 like so us looking at it there was so much opportunity one there was room for opportunity like what you track grows and what you review like what you focus on grows so when we're focused we're like whoa we don't need to spend this much on this they're like oh my gosh we spend this much in groceries like that's crazy so all of a sudden our spending is less and we're finding money in pockets and we canceled a bunch of subscriptions we weren't using. Yep. Like and we noticed there like was that. certain things like there was this charge for sling.com. I'm oh like, babe, God. what's sling.com? He's like, I don't know. And we realized, or I don't know, but we, we neither one of us bought it. And we realized it was a quick click of the button that our one-year-old daughter, Cameron, must have done on like the remote control because she always switches to that screen. She bought a $90 sling.com subscription on our TV yeah. and we wouldn't have caught it. And we were like, wow, our daughter's literally buying things. I had to like email support. Like my daughter did this. Or like We don't really have, you know, you have to pay for this month. I was like, well, my daughter did it. It shouldn't be that easy. Like, okay, fine. Here's your money. back. <laughs> but so many funny things. And then another thing we told you guys we were going to do is we started meal planning. So on Sundays, we'd be like, okay, what's our week look like? Oh, you have a boys night this night or Sandy has an event this night. So that night we'll kind of do our own thing. But the other five nights, um, what do we want to eat? Oh, we want to have taco night. Oh, we want to have um, stuffed pepper night. Oh, we want to have um, Italian theme, whatever. And then we'd pick a meal or find recipes and we'd go shopping with the intentional list of the ingredients versus Sandy Claus walking into Costco and Sprouts and like, woo, Cam needs all these snacks. I need like, this. I need this. I need everything in bulk. Like we, there was one point, like we kind of gotten a little, if I call Sandy out for something, she doesn't really like that and gets defensive. And then our energy turns into a little like headbutting. But like, we have this like 12 pack of artichokes and I'm like, babe, do we need the, the bulk Costco artichoke? She's like, yes. I love artichokes. They go with my salads and this and that. We still have like eight packs left, but it's like, it's all of a sudden when you go into Costco with a list, 
you might not leave with $25 worth of like artichoke packets that will probably get thrown out. And so like those are not going to get thrown out. Yeah. Okay. Sandy's just going to start eating artichokes for lunch. Whatever. Anyway. So this whole month just opened our eyes. It got us more aligned. It just created more fluid, open, good conversation. And historically, like we've shared before, when we bring up money, it just creates like tension and annoyance amongst each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we both let our guards down and like hurt each other. Mm. There's definitely still some like side remarks, honestly, that Wade made to me where I was like, all right. Yeah, you're really annoying me. You can do you want to go into that? No. Okay. Because we talked about it and we addressed it. But we're what I'm getting at is we're working through and breaking through patterns, mm-hmm. past patterns of limiting beliefs around money, of like scarcity mindset and fear around like, oh, well, how are we gonna do this? Or where's that gonna come from? Or blah, blah, blah. And this month, guys, too, like we're moving literally in five weeks to another state. And we just incurred a ton of like one-time pretty big expenses. Like we just signed on with movers, $10,700 due in two weeks. We just signed with a new au pair. It's about 11 grand. Like all these big expenses that are like, oh my gosh, this is due like in the next few weeks. And so we started being like, okay, we're being more mindful. We're, you know, doing a lot of this intentional stuff as we're like shedding. And as we're in this mindset of moving, like what could we purge? So we quickly were like, let's just like take a look at some things that we don't use around our house that what's the point of moving it if we don't really use it or we don't know what the layout of our next space will be. So in like a 20 minute session, we just were like, okay, walked around kind of like, what do we not need? We literally listed our Murphy bed in our guest bedroom, my Peloton that I stopped using a while ago and Wade's weight set in the garage listed all of them And that was like a quick $2,500 we made. Mm -hmm. We listed them on Facebook Marketplace, got a ton of hits and made $2,500 by things that were kind of sitting there that we honestly weren't really using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think what assets do you have laying around by assets, something you could turn into cash, right? So the Peloton that wasn't being used. Also, there's a $44 a month subscription that we weren't really using. It's like, okay, now there's no more $44 a month for Peloton. And we just got $1,200 cash for the Peloton. Oh my gosh. The Murphy bed that served us so well that I actually bought for 800 and mm-hmm. we sold for 800 which is great. We got to use it for a year basically for free. Um, my gym set, you know, if we want a new gym set when we move, I'll evaluate that. But it's like, do we want to travel with it? No. Okay. Boom. Uh, surfboard, certain things like around your house, like what are things that you don't use? What haven't you used in a while that there's a marketplace for? And go on Facebook marketplace. You'd be shocked. We we were like, oh, our Peloton shoes. You, you don't sell you shoes. You could sell used Peloton shoes for like 75 bucks on, mm-hmm. on Facebook marketplace. So maybe even just go in and browse around and not to buy, but to look what's out there. Wow. There's a lot Used desks, tables, plants, like anything in your home that you don't really need anymore or use. You could go sell it. And there's just liquid cash right there. And then what to do with that. If you have credit card debt, I would just pay it off. Just pay that off. Cause that's the best investment you can make over stocks or anything. So what money is out there? And then I think coming back to just the reviewing of stuff together was huge because it just, like Sandy said, it gets us aligned and coming back to all this stuff is great, but it's also, it's working on our money mindset and our collective money mindset as a couple, because we now have Cameron, a 15 month old, we have a second one on the way. So Sandy and my collective, our family mindset around money 
is going to translate into our children. So while Sandy grew up in abundance and I grew up more scarcity mindset, where we I've had to work through the the breaking through the scarcity mindset and like being okay with certain things and and it's a constant work in progress where Sandy grew up so abundantly that retail therapy and, and just spending being no issue is a thing. So she's had to acknowledge and identify that and be like, okay, maybe that's not healthy just to go to Target and spend money just for the retail therapy of it. So we're both like working through things and coming together on it and getting intentional about it to be like, what is the money mindset and around money? And ultimately the goal is money is just neutral and what is going to translate to our, our children. So it's been so great. And the biggest thing has just been the weekly intentionality and meeting on it and reviewing it. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It's just be intentional, use the apps, use mint.com, whatever it looks like for you. Use a bookkeeper, even pay them a few hundred a month if you don't know how to do that stuff and review it and sit down together because a lot of progress can be made and only so much can be cut, right? Like lessening expenses is cool and all, but that's finite, right? That's limited. You can only cut so much in expenses. Really, Sandy and I's ultimate goal is more like, how do we make more? We looked at every week, what came in? Okay, what are other opportunities? Where could we make money? Whether in the current lanes we have or other ways, it was selling a Peloton, selling stuff, that was great. It was, oh my gosh, we still have a $6,000 bill from insurance we were going after and we're gonna get paid back on. It's just like a few calls and follow-up and staying persistent with that. Mm -hmm. It's where can we increase our business revenue. It's different stuff like that. Where can you negotiate things with like insurance, you know, whether it's your car insurance, whether it's your phone bill, whether it's where, where are companies that you have outgoing every month expenses that you could maybe shop the market and be like, Hmm, do I, am I currently getting the best deal on this? Is this the best service that I could be using? So we did all of that stuff and we, we made a lot of changes. Yeah. One thing too, that was a, a great, so while we can limit expenses, yes, the focus more is on how do I go make more mm-hmm. while being still intentional about my spending is if I can increase my revenue by 5,000 a month while staying intentional and not just increasing my expenses by 5,000, wow, there's starts to be, you start to really grow and build that gap. You start to be able to invest in, in assets and things in your future and your legacy. But also back to what Sandy said, we realized, oh my gosh, like for example, last month, our gas bill was insane. It was literally insane. 500, 600, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I love having a fire in the morning and I do that a lot. Like just, you know, 5 a.m. You wake up, you go downstairs, I'd start a fire and like read and have my morning routine. And I think in December, our gas bill was around $80, which is, you know, I'm like, yeah, 80 bucks. You don't even really look at it. Right. Well, in January. So in February, I got the January bill. It was over $500. And I was like, what the hell? Like, was there like a random one-time yearly fee or like what happened? I literally called our gas company and was like, can you explain to me what happened? Like, why did our bill like four or five X? And they were like, what are those things called? The um, therms. therms. So therm is like a measurement system, or I don't even know what to call it for like whatever they use for like what they call gas. So the month before it was like, I don't know, 80 cents or something per therm. Well, in January, it jumped up to like 350 a therm. So every fire I was having was costing me like 10 or 12 bucks. I had no idea. Right. So in that I learned, oh my gosh, you can call 
SoCal gas or whatever your gas company is every month, or look at their website and find out what the therm is for that month so that you're mindful. Every time you turn on the heater, every time you have a fire, every time you do all those things, I wasn't aware of that stuff at all. And what's so cool is like, well, so SoCal gas is in full. We have no control over that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the therm, the cost per therm just jumped up. And I think it did across the whole nation. And so everyone's gas bills were kind of what we didn't use much more in January, Mm -mm. but we paid like five or 600 versus like 90 or 100, whatever. And which is nuts. Like that is crazy. And so what's so cool is there's different things you can do. Like, for example, we have friends, Ken and Susie, and they at one time were talking to us about utility bills and cell phone. Basically, they have a business that helps you save on your utilities. We, we switched our cell phone service over. We started saving every month our utilities and we stuff. We did that with them a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, what, what we've talked to them recently about, they're like, oh my gosh, we're helping. They're helping so many clients and customers who are getting crazy billed on gas like last month in January. And they th- what they can do because they have their own business with it, they can lock in a gas price. So, so- I remember what, what Ken told me, he said, SoCal Gas charges customers per therm in January. And he was like, we were helping people lock in their their gas rates right at 78 cents per therm. So that's like what, one fifth of the price. Yeah. So that $500 bill would be like a hundred back to normal and they can like lock it in for a year. So, so these are like been quick, so helpful. Yeah. It's quick, easy fixes. Like you could literally, t- we should put their text. We- yeah. Let's, um, we'll add their, their contact number. I've had a lot of people hit them up, but I think they can do nationwide, not just California. We'll add their contact number in. That's like a one time on gas or cell phone. That's like, yeah, like a one time thing. Like you might have a 20 or 30 minute call with Ken or Susie and be like, take a look at everything that I'm spending. Could you help me save money? And they'll evaluate. I think they'll do internet, phone bill, utilities, like literally everything across the board and mm-hmm. shop the market. Health insurance. Health ins- yeah, we, we, we do use, our health insurance. Yeah, through we them. got a health sharing through them. We saved a lot per month. So it's like, you just look at it and maybe they can save you. Maybe they can't, but most likely they can. And then if all of a sudden through health insurance, phone bill, utilities, you're saving hundreds of dollars a month, that's $6,000 a year. Mm. Let's say it's 300 a month. That's 3,600 a year. So it's, there's things like that where you can save. Of course, the focus is more on how do I go make more? But if you could save 500 in utilities, why not 6,000? That's like going to make an extra 6,000. Totally. That's that's amazing. So yeah, let's definitely put their phone number. You guys got to connect with Ken and Susie, babe. I'd love to shift gears talking about the credit brothers who we had on as a guest. Yeah. So we learned so much from them. We actually also had a follow-up call after the episode, like, which they don't really do. It's just a post podcast, like, you know, call. And we learned so much from it. And I would love to tell our listeners, what were our personal takeaways? What cards did we open? What did we do from learning from them that's going to help us with travel hacking and some of those things we talked about? Yeah. So first, like I've been in the finance world, I was in a, a credit fund. So understanding building good credit is very important and having access to credit is very valuable. And so whether you've started when you were younger or you're starting today, like working towards building good credit is great. I'm not going to list through all the things, how to build good credit. Having credit card debt is not good. I'm not saying have credit card debt, but if you have 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand, whatever in lines of credit, when I say that meaning access to capital, that's a good thing because that's credit card companies or banks or whoever looking at you and saying, I will lend you up to this amount. 
Now, if you can help it, you never want any credit card debt because credit card rates are like 20 to 28%. That is insane. That is very, that is tough to get out of if you don't have a, a plan to pay that down. So while using credit cards are great, paying them off every month is very important. But they gave us some great tips on which credit cards to have for which things. So I'm going to go through a few that we opened, three in particular. Mm-hmm. One, we own investment properties. We sold our condo. We actually rent and we're moving to Denver and we're going to rent again because we don't know where we want to plant roots. We want flexibility and there's really nothing wrong with renting. Um, when you want to find your forever home, yes, it's better to to buy than to rent, I believe. But for now, we're renting. So they introduced us to something called the Built, B-I-L-T, credit card. And you know what? I'll drop links, referral links. I think you actually get benefits if you click these in the show notes for each of these three. But the Built credit card, you can pay up to $5,000 a month on this card in your rent. So for us, like let's say our rent was $5,000, which it is. And we, instead of me paying out of our checking account or writing a check to our landlord, which I is usually really no her. benefits yeah, to us. There's yeah, there's no benefit. I'm going to pay with this built card, which it's it's the same thing. There's no extra fees or anything. I can either send her a check through it or use the account number, basically. I'm going to pay that 5000 and I'm going to get points back for it. Now, what I'm going to do, the 5000 cash I was going to pay her from my checking account, once I pay with the built card, I'm going to pay it off right away because I don't want to pay interest on that. So instead of just sending the 5000 from my checking, I'm going to send the 5000 from our built card and then the 5000 in my checking, I'm going to pay it off right away. And I'm going to start to get accumulate points for it. So 5000 let's say your rent is 3000 times 12 months, that's 36000 a year you're gaining points on. That's going to be a lot of points to travel, to do whatever you want with. So the built credit card, if you do have rent, I'd recommend getting that. And that's these are all recommendations from the Credit Brothers. I'll drop a link in the show notes for that. The second one was for food, for dining out, for anything ever like restaurants or Uber Eats. This is the best card. It's the American Express Gold card. It's legit too. They're like metal. They like clank. There's a rose gold and a gold version. So I'm getting the gold. Sandy's getting the rose gold. Um, But we'll also drop, there's a good referral one there where you get referral, I think extra referral bonus points if you click on the link in the bio. So I'll include that as well. But this is like 4X points for anything dining out. So whenever you dine out, what the Credit Brothers told us is use the American Express Gold card. And just no matter what, because it's 4X, it's basically like getting four, probably four to 5% back. So if I just spent a hundred bucks on dinner, I'm probably going to get four or $5 worth of points. Now that might not seem like a lot, but if you tip 20%, that's 20 bucks. Like, you know, it, it really adds up. And so every time you go out, if you spend whatever, $10,000 a year out at restaurants or on food or on Uber Eats and all the things, which is you probably spend more, you're going to get like what, $500 worth of points and travel credits. That's amazing. Um, and then for travel, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, um, we already had that card. So they said to use that it has a great entry level card, great for travel, obviously look into all this stuff. And be confident and comfortable with taking on more credit cards. That doesn't mean go spend and hold balances there, but use them smart to spend for travel, to spend for food and pay them off every month. So I'm not saying go get cards just to leave balances on. That's the worst thing you could do, but go, there's great signup bonuses where you get a ton of points up front 
And then for every purchase, you get more and more points. So all of a sudden, that's where you start to rack up these points. In a perfect world, what you do is instead of spending on a debit card or from your checking account, you spend on credit cards and, and then pay it off every month. And you start to accumulate all these points and these status and rewards and all these things. So that those were the big three things. And I'll drop the the link in the show notes for that, but that we learned from the Credit Brothers. So exciting. I feel like this month we had so many great takeaways. Another thing too, we mentioned we were going to do is use that save for later feature mm. on Amazon or... Um, I'm really excited about that. I'm kind of nervous. Is there going to be this massive Amazon expense? In no, March? I actually looked at it yesterday and there is a lot of things in my save for later, but even like a week or two later, I look at it and I'm like, oh, the excitement or thrill of getting you know, that book or whatever I saw some influencer or someone post about is not still there. So I just delete it. But what I realize is so often I'm just like, oh, cool. And I just add to cart and, you know, push checkout and just get sent to my house. And I realize there's probably over a dozen things in my save for later folder on Amazon that I'm going to reevaluate and be like, is this something that I really need and yeah. things that aren't on Amazon. I made a list like in my notes section of things that I felt like I really wanted or I really needed. And I'm going to revisit that too. But the whole point of get smart with your money February for us was more intentionality, more mindfulness, not just mindlessly swiping your card and just that instant grat- gratification. Like for anyone else that's like me, like that emotional shopper that is just finds comfort in in the moment, just like, I don't know, just adding things to your cart. And so it made me realize like, wow, if I can really like tackle this and work on this, like this can add so much value to our overall finances and yeah. lifestyle. It's been great. And if if you've been listening, but haven't been applying it, I encourage you, especially if you're in a relationship or if you're not either way, if you are in a relationship, listen with your your partner, but go back to four episodes ago, the beginning of the month, and just listen to these four intentionally and start to apply some of this stuff and do the things because it's going to be so valuable. Just looking back in the last month, it's been so valuable for us. And we thought we were in a good place already, which we were, but we're now in, in an even better place. And I'm just excited. And if this was valuable to you, will you do us a favor? Share this with a friend. Share this with someone you think would add it would add a lot of value to because that's how the show grows and spreads and, and we love reaching more people. Yeah. Um, we have an exciting theme for March, which we'll wait for you to learn about on March 1st when it drops. But as you know, in the new year, as we focus on being um, even more aligned with the podcast, our focus on getting magnetic is being the love and business podcast. So every month we have different themes on different topics that might touch on love, that might touch on business, entrepreneurship, finances, like anything that's tangible to you in your life. It's kind of like all over the place, but also like so many amazing takeaways. So um, we drop episodes every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let's close it out with a C block. Okay. The C block is like either the business tip or motivation or inspiration or call to action, something along those lines. I'm reading Thinking Grow Rich right now. It's like one of the best personal development books ever, especially as it comes to money, actually. And the second chapter is on desire, but there's a great call to action. So this is going to be a call to action. I'll include this written out in the show notes, but it says, and I'm going to read this to you guys. There's six steps. They say 
definite steps to accumulating riches. So the method by which desire for riches can be transmuted into its financial equivalent consists of six definite practical steps. V, first, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. It is not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. First step, be definite as to the amount. There is a psychological reason for definiteness, which will be described in a subsequent chapter. Second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. There is no such reality as something for nothing. Third, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. Fourth, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not, to put this plan into action. Fifth, Write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire, name the time limit for its acquisition, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. So basically write down steps one through four in a, in a statement. Sixth, read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night, and once after arising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. It is important that you follow the instructions described in these six steps. It is especially important that you observe and follow the instructions in the sixth paragraph. You may complain that it is impossible for you to quote unquote, see yourself in possession of the money before you actually have it. Here is where a burning desire will come to your aid. If you truly desire money so keenly that your desire is an obsession, you have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire it. The object is to want money and to become so determined to have it that you convince yourself you will have it. Only those who become money conscious ever accumulate great riches. Money consciousness means that the mind has become so thoroughly saturated with the desire for money that one can see oneself already in possession of it. Think and Grow Rich is an incredible book, highly recommend, but those steps, like I realize I'm reading it and I've been like putting off writing that that statement, that letter, but that's something, a call to action I'm going to do. And all of the saving and saving money and being more efficient with our spending is amazing. But our focus beyond that is going to create more and going to add more value to the world and give more and getting clear and definite on how much money do we want to make? What do we want in our bank account? Um, how much money do we want invested? So that's a goal of ours. And uh, I hope that's helpful to you. We'll catch you guys in March. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. You know, money isn't everything, but... It's right up there with oxygen. We need it to survive. And when you have more, you can do more, be more, give more, bless more. And that's what makes the world go around. So thank you so much for being here and we'll catch you next week. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. <laughs>